If you want to transform your body, mind, and spirit, then you are right where you need to be. Welcome to the podcast, the official podcast of Pullman Fitness, hosted by your coach, Adam Pullman. What up, party people? Welcome to this episode of the podcast. This is the show where all of your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered. So we're going to do a little bit of Q&A time, okay? But I also want to share some thoughts with you that I've been having uh, recently, all right? So when we have some sort of change that we are wanting to make with our health, our fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, whatever it might be, okay? Like say you have some big daunting goal, like you need to lose 50 pounds because your health is suffering. Um, that's challenging, right? And we have this part of our brain that likes to talk to us when things are challenging. Some people have called this the lizard brain. It's this, this part of us that wants to keep us safe and comfortable and continue things as they were because it's familiar, right? Uh, it doesn't like change, this part of our brain, this lizard brain. So we begin hearing these reasons or, or yeah, getting these inputs as to why we can't, quote unquote, can't do something. And then these begin these things begin to turn into reasons that you never start. So let's say, for example, you have 50 pounds to lose, your health is suffering, and you need to make a change. I can't make that change because my schedule is too busy to allow for working out. I just don't have it in the budget for a coach, so I can't I can't get the help that I need. I can't I can't start walking that much because I, I work a desk job and I need to be at my computer. Right now, I'm not saying that any of these things aren't entirely valid. You might definitely work a job that has you tied down to your to your computer. I do. Right? You might definitely like have kids that get in the way of doing things that you want to do because you need to take care of them in some ways. You might actually have a bit of a budget issue and you can't afford the help that you need right now to get where you want to be. But the position that you're in isn't the issue. The position, or sorry, the position that you're in isn't the issue. It's that you are accepting these reasons as to why you can't do something as truth. And you're not fighting back with reasons that you can do something. <clears throat> so the objective here is not to keep yourself from thinking uh, permanently, like just never having to think of reasons why you can't do something. That's always going to be there, especially when there is a challenge. The objective here is to to begin creating the habit of fighting back with reasons as to why you can do something. So let's go through one of those examples again, okay? I really need the help of a coach, but it's just not in the budget right now. I can't afford coaching because of blah, blah, blah. How do we fight back with an I can version of that? Okay, right now I need some help with coaching and it's not in the budget to afford that. I can't afford that right now but I can start picking up some extra hours here, here, and here, or this way, this way, this way, so that I can save up what I need to begin uh, getting coaching from somebody. Do you see how we still have the reality of the situation, but we actually have an actionable step and a plan to enable us to do the things that we want to do and get the things that we want to get? Let's go through another one, okay? Um, I can't start getting 10,000 steps in a day, even though I know I'm super sedentary because my, my job just requires me to be at my, at my desk in front of my computer. Switch that. Okay, I know that I need to get more steps in and I, I, just, I just can't get up and leave my computer, but I can get a walking pad so that I can move and get more steps in while I'm at my computer and while I'm at my computer and be more active. 
You see the difference there, right? Like the reason is still there. We're not, we're not denying the fact that certain things are true in our life, but we are giving ourselves, we're enabling ourselves to see the ways in which we can change those circumstances or work around those circumstances at worst. And that puts you in a completely different position. And I'm telling you right now, that's going to be like the very beginning of you creating any sort of change in your life. I talk with hundreds, if not thousands of people every single year who want to make a change to their health and fitness. And I, I bet you if I kept track of it, I can predict with a lot of accuracy whether or not someone is going to end up making that change. Are they someone that is continually finding reasons as to why they can't do something? In other words, acting like a victim. Or are they someone who acknowledges why it's difficult to do what they want to do, but is going to try to find a way to make it work? Acting like the victor, right? That's the difference. So that's something that I've been thinking through. So we all have this. And again, the goal isn't to get rid of these thoughts permanently or never have them pop up, but it's more so to create a habit of fighting back with reasons as to why we can and should do what we need to do to get to where we want to be. So hopefully this resonated some way, but let's go ahead and get into uh, some questions here. All right. So first question I wanted to go through, by the way, this is from the Instagram Q&A that I do. So every single Sunday, I'll put a little uh, question box in my story that says, ask me anything. And that is your green light to ask as many health, fitness and nutrition questions as you would like. And then I'll go through them here on the, the podcast, and I'll answer them there in the, uh, the story as well. So um, here's, here's, here's the first one we can go through. Um, does running before, so this question is from uh, Samuel underscore Garcia 88. Does running before or after kill gains? So here's the deal with cardio and resistance training, specifically cardio and strength, and then maybe even more specifically cardio and hypertrophy or muscle building. We do see that there is a little bit of an interference effect when it comes to cardio and especially strength. You can think of this continuum as like the strength endurance continuum, okay? The better your body is at endurance, the worse it's going to be at strength. The worse your body is at strength, the better it's going to be at endurance, they are two conflicting adaptations and signals. Um, it's a game of tug of war with two of these things. Okay, now that definitely applies to strength. Now, what about building muscle? Well, strength is strongly associated with muscle hypertrophy, building muscle. If someone, if you are continually building strength in your training program, which you should be, whether you're in a deficit or a surplus, odds are you are building some muscle. Okay, they're very, they're not directly like uh, it's not a causation, but they're very strongly correlated. If muscle isn't, or sorry, if strength is, is increasing, muscle is probably increasing. If you're maintaining strength in a deficit or even losing strength in a deficit, you might be losing muscle. You might be, okay? So we have to keep that in mind. So knowing that, it is fair to assume, some studies will, will, will confirm this, some studies will say differently, but it's, 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 it's fair to assume that the more you prioritize endurance in your training program or tons and tons of cardio, the harder it's going to be for your body to prioritize and adapt to the strength and muscle building signals that you are sending. Now, this does depend on the intensity of the cardio, the intensity of the resistance training. Anything that we do needs to be challenging enough to demand our body to change, right? 
So we wouldn't call getting a walk-in or going to the fridge, walking to the fridge to get a Topo Chico, God bless Topo Chico, uh, cardio, right? Because it is not, it's not stimulating. It's not challenging enough to make our body better at endurance, better at cardiovascular performance. But if we were to go on a 30-minute run at a pace that is challenging, that is something that our body is going to have to adapt to in order to get better at it. So we want to think about things that way. So it depends on what you're doing there, right? Same thing with strength training, right? It, it Or resistance training. If I grab my coffee mug that is full, it has 12 ounces of coffee in it, let's say, and I lift it up to, you know, to my face to take a sip, that is resistance training in some sense because there is a resistance that my bicep is fighting against in order to pull that, in order to get the, the mug to my, my mouth so I can have a sip. But we wouldn't call that a resistance training workout because, well, the 12 ounces isn't challenging enough for my bicep to have to adapt to that and get stronger. Okay, so we need to think about the intensity and uh, you know how hard we're trying with those two things. We also need to think about the frequency of these signals. <clears throat> okay, how often are we sending this this muscle building strength signal to our body from resistance training? How often are we sending this cardiovascular endurance signal to our body from endurance training or cardio training? So those are two things we want to keep in mind, intensity and frequency. Now, I am going to argue because I help people and create content around improving your body composition without strict dieting, okay? That's my main focus with creating content. That's the, Those are the people that I'm speaking to. I want to speak to those of you who are wanting to transform your body, drastically change your body composition without strict dieting. I'm talking to you, okay? So that is the context in which I'm you know, giving this answer here in this, this episode. Um, I would argue that we don't want to add in cardio, strictly speaking for body composition, until it's required because the deficit is getting so low that we are close to increasing likelihood of nutrient deficiencies, right? So if that deficit is getting so low to where that's very likely, that calorie intake is getting so low to where it's very likely, we might want to add some cardio in in order to increase energy expenditure and therefore be able to have some more calories and decrease the likelihood of nutrient deficiency. Now with clients I work with, this like pretty much never happens because I'm always having them focus on lifestyle change, improving steps, and then making sure we're getting whole natural nutrient dense foods. And I don't work with competitors, so we're usually not getting that low um, in intake. But sometimes you might enjoy cardio. Okay, sometimes you might enjoy cardio, so you want to add some in, but you don't want that to get in the way of your lifting. So there is an interference effect, like I said, when it comes to endurance training, cardio training, <clears throat> and strength and building muscle. The question is, how do we minimize that? Okay, it seems like the best way to minimize, uh, a few of the best ways to minimize that interference effect, if you do choose to do both resistance training and cardio, and you want to improve your body composition, which means losing body fat and building muscle, it seems like it's best to, one, decrease the overall intensity of that cardio, at about 60% of your max heart rate or less. It seems like that 60% of max heart rate and le or less is enough to keep your body from having to make a significant adaptation to get better at that activity. That's the first thing. The second thing is uh, having less, fewer frequency, like a lower frequency of your endurance training than you, than you have with your resistance training. So let's say your training frequency, which is the amount of times you're training each week, is six times right? Four of those could be resistance training sessions. Two of those could be those cardio sessions. 
Now we also want to have another way we can reduce this interference effect is have our cardio as far away from our resistance training as possible. So let's say, you know, in that same example, you're lifting Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, you could have cardio um, on completely different days on Wednesday and Saturday. Next best thing from there is to have them at least six hours apart. So, you know, maybe an AM cardio, PM resistance training or AM resistance training, PM cardio. Next best thing from there would be to have your cardio session split or, or uh, kind of around your workout. So you're minimizing the amount of time you're doing each little mini session. So let's say you have 30 minutes of cardio to do. You would do 15 minutes before your workout, 15 minutes after. Next best thing to do from there is to have your whole 30 minutes after your resistance training session. So you can see we're trying to keep the signals as far like separated away from each other as possible. We're trying to have a more frequent signal to increase strength and muscle because that's very important for body composition than we are cardio because we have to remember that the cardio itself is not the thing that is going to lead to fat loss. It's the overall energy deficit that we are in that's created from decreasing energy intake, calorie intake, and increasing energy expenditure. And ideally, we're increasing that energy expenditure by just being more active and sitting less throughout the day rather than just having you know additional formal cardio sessions where we're trying super hard, we're running, we're doing whatever. Okay. Another thing that we need to consider is how does this cardio impact our recovery and our performance and our resistance training sessions? If the cardio has a lot of eccentric muscle contractions, right, where your, uh, your muscles are lengthening. So think like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. I'll just think of a resistance training example, uh, like a, a leg curl, right? Lying leg curl on the way down as your muscle is fighting against resistance, but it's lengthening. That's an eccentric muscle contraction, right? The, the lengthening portion of that. We want to choose forms of cardio that only have concentric because the eccentric portion is, is, is uh, more likely to cause muscle damage and it's harder to recover from. So things like a sled push, that's only concentric, um, stairmaster only concentric, uh, uh, rower and cycling. Those are some great movements that are only concentric focused that are relatively easy to recover from. But again, remember, we're trying not to make it too intense, no more than 60% of max heart rate. That way your body isn't getting two conflicting signals on what to adapt to. You can kind of think of it like watching Netflix and studying at the same time. You can do both, but you're going to suck at both, right? Same thing with trying to get stronger or build muscle and improve your body composition and get better at endurance training. You can do both, but if you do both at the same time, they're going to be sucky results for both. Better to focus on one over the other. So if body composition is your goal, focus first on just steps throughout the day outside of formal activity. I only have, let's see, I think two clients right now that are doing formal cardio workouts. And the only reason that they're doing them is because they want to and they enjoy them. So I'm helping them program around their resistance training and make sure it's not keeping away from the body composition goals or keeping them from the body composition goals that they have. Everybody else, if they don't want to do cardio, they're not doing cardio, right? The thing you have to remember too is that you can get a lot of cardiovascular benefit from structuring your resistance training in certain ways, right? So if you've done a set of barbell squats for 10, more, 10 or more reps, you definitely understand how much resistance training can, can challenge your heart, right? If you've done Bulgarian split squats with some pretty decent weight, you can understand how resistance training can challenge your heart, okay? So we have to try to remember too that it isn't, this is why, you know, resistance training is the king of all exercise because you get strength benefits, you get muscle building benefits, you get um, some cardio, cardiovascular benefit, you get mobility benefit, tons, tons and tons and tons of stuff. So... Anyway, that was a really long way to answer that question, but hopefully, hopefully it gives you some help on how to program your cardio into your overall program 
without taking away from the body composition, muscle building, strength effects that you want. All right. Again, hopefully this was helpful. Y'all, if you haven't yet given this uh, podcast a rating and review, you can do it both on Apple Podcasts and Spotify right now. So wherever you listen to your your podcast, go ahead and go there. Um, Leave a five-star rating and review. Let everybody know how much you love the podcast. That would be a massive help. It'll help people, uh, more people uh, get to know the show, see the show, and have their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. And of course, if this resonated with you or any other podcast does, please go ahead and share it with your friends, family, share it on your social media platforms, whatever it is that you want to do that's easiest for you to share. Other than that, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. Okay, uh, I've got a new resource to give away to you. So if you are trying to get leaner uh, and stay lean without strict dieting, I put a video training together for you. So just go ahead and go to Instagram and message me with get lean and I will send you that video training for free. And if you want your question answered here on the show, go to my Q&A on Sunday where it says, ask me anything and put your question or as many questions as you would like um, in that story. And I'll answer them both on the story on Instagram as well as here on the show. Anyway, thanks for listening. Love y'all. Enjoy your weekend and we'll see you next time. If you're still here, listen up. Here's the thing. You have access to all the health and fitness information in the world, yet you may still find yourself feeling absolutely fed up with the way that you look, feel, and move. That's because it's not an information issue, but rather an implementation issue. What I do at Pullman Fitness is walk with you one-on-one through custom training and nutrition solutions so you can finally quit the guesswork, transform your body, and live life to the full. So if you're sick and tired of how you're looking, feeling, or moving, go ahead and message me on Instagram with the word call, that's C-A-L-L, call, and we'll see how I can best help you. And hey, if you enjoy the show, share the love by leaving a five-star rating and review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you for listening, and until next time, this is the podcast.